Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host, Emmy Morgan. I am coming to you from beautiful Western Mass, where it's about to rain, even though it was, it rained yesterday. It was nice, and then it rained, and so it's raining again today. Well, it's going to. It hasn't started yet. Um, I don't mind the rain because my car just got a free car wash, so that's been lovely. I've just been spending time with my nephew, and um, yeah, so um, Friday I came in, and what did we watch? Friday night I came in. We watched something. I can't remember. Yesterday I um, went to see my uncle. If you guys can give my cousin... Lenka, my cousin B, and my cousin Tony, just please send them good vibes. Um, my uncle Aaron, my mom's brother, is transitioning over, and I got to see him one last time before he transitioned over. I wanted to see him before he passed because I know with corona, there's only 25 or less people that can attend the funeral, and I didn't want to take someone's spot. So I got to see him one last time. Um, yeah, and it was just nice seeing my cousin. Um, as I've said before, my mom is one of 11. Her mom was one of 14, so I have a ton of family. But this was my cousin, or my uncle that I grew up with and my cousins that I grew up with until I was about nine years old. So, And I've had contact with them since um, about 2011. I, I got re reunited with them after kind of a long separation. So I just want everybody to send my family some positive vibes, please. Um, My cousins are really struggling right now. So I just want, um, they've been through a lot, that family. It's been through a lot. So, so yeah, I'm hanging out with my nephew. And last night we watched Saving Private Ryan. He was so excited because it's a movie that I've never seen before. And he's never seen. And he takes after me. I mean, he sees a lot of movies, but I see a lot of movies. Um, So he was really happy that I got to see a movie that I've never seen before. And then today, we're going to, um, we've watched two episodes already. Oh, I remember what we watched on, um, no, wait, no, that was, never mind. Um, We're going to be watching The Mandalorian. I've already seen it. But he hasn't. 
So we've already watched two episodes already. So we're going to be watching three through ten today. We're going to binge. So, yeah, it's good being back in Western Mass. I'm, um, I've had to admit to myself, kind of felt like an island out there in Boston. Although I love living in Boston, the freedom. Most of my group of friends have moved away. So it's like, I don't really have much to do except for, you know, the smattering. Like, I have friends, obviously, out there. But I don't have the group of friends that I had before. Um, I still am in touch with most of them. But so it's not going to lie. It's kind of lonely out there. And I decided, why am I paying rent and utilities to be out in Boston when I'm back home almost every week? So or weekend, sorry. So um, my two roommates were moving out. As you know, the upstairs neighbor is pretty noisy. I didn't have any money either because um, I really wasn't thinking that I was going to move. But um, last minute I found out my other roommate was moving. So my landlord said either find two roommates to replace them by maybe five days or I'm going to list the whole apartment. And I was like, this doesn't make sense for me to struggle and find two roommates. And, and I'm not 100% happy anyway. So I just decided to move back to Western Mass. So as of August 1st, I will be back in Western Mass full time. Um, again, excited, um, not scared at all, uh, but I don't know. My work allows me to work from home, so that's not a problem. If I have to, I will move back, but I want to save a bit of money. Um, my job isn't forcing us to come in yet um, due to the coronavirus. I don't know if they ever will again, to be 100% honest with you. What I'm thinking is even if they did allow us to go back, they wouldn't they would want most of us to stay home. The ones that can do our jobs at home, stay home. I'm guessing. Um, and I've always wanted a job to work from home anyway. So so that's my pitch. Let's get started into topics. Um, I want people to know that it's okay, first topic, to celebrate gay pride at the same time while we protest Black Lives Matter. Um, being a black trans woman myself, I'm black first. That's the first thing I am. I'm black. That's what you see. First. So I'm okay with us protesting Black Lives Matter during Pride Month because also now the topic has changed. Black Lives Matter is supporting black trans lives. So I'm okay with this now. I'm okay with it. Honestly, last year, I wouldn't have been because I did not feel the support for Black Lives Matter with black trans people. I did not. I do now, 100%. And I can say that confidently. They have posted some stuff on their page. I feel better. I feel a lot better. So don't feel guilty celebrating Pride Month while we protest Black Lives Matter, both are totally acceptable. 
Um, I think this has been the most historic Pride Month. I think this has been the most historic Black Lives Matter protesting ever in history. And I hope that it continues. We have a lot of headway to go, but we made progress. So that's good. Speaking of which, unfortunately, Days of Our Lives star Melissa Reeves has liked two posts from Candace Owens. One was anti-Black Lives Matter. One was pretty xenophobic. And before you ask the question, why is liking a post such a big deal? I'll tell you why. When you like a post, you're saying, I agree with this person. So for Melissa Reeves, who's on Days of Our Lives for over 20 years, probably even close to 30, maybe even 40, for her to like a post from a woman Even though she's black, she's very anti-black. She is what I call a racist black person. She's racist against black people. She says racist things pertaining to black people. So when you like one of her posts, especially when the post is saying something against Black Lives Matter, you're saying, I support what this racist person is saying. Her daughter went on a rant saying, um, my mom liked a post from a black woman. That doesn't give it credit. It doesn't make it okay, sweetheart. I don't know if your mama told you. Candace Owen is basically denounced by every black group. There's a small fraction of black people that, okay, back in the day, I'll let you know. Back in the day when slavery was okay during the antebellum period, there were two types of black people. There was the house Negro and the field Negro. Now, the house Negro, if the slave owner said tap dance, the house Negro would tap dance and smile. And yes, sir, yes, master, sir wanted to be best friends with their slave owners, wanted to please their slave owners, wanted to be on their good side, was rarely beaten, and some tended to the children. Some of the House Negro women, the mamies, breastfed and were governess to the children. The men would be father figures to the white children. Those are house Negroes. Field Negroes were the ones that worked the hardest outside, whether it was tending to the maintenance of the prop plantation, whether it was out in the field picking crops, picking cotton, what have you. They would never, they were beaten regularly into submission, and they were not the friend 
of the, the slave owners. So you have these two groups. As an analogy, I want you to think of Candace Owen and people like her as the house Negroes and everybody else as field Negroes. So we are being sub- beaten into submission. We are being trampled on verbally. We are being pushed down and, and racially profiled. And she's over here going to parties and uh, eating grapefruit fall with white racists who think it's okay because this is the thing. Candace is black and she's saying the things that racist white people are saying about blacks. So saying she's okay is saying it's okay to be racist. That's why Melissa Reed's, that's why Melissa Reed's daughter, it is not good to say, oh, well, she liked Candace Owen Post. And that's why it's not good to like Candace Owen Post. But I'm glad you did because now we can see that you are a racist and you are a xenophobe. I'd rather know than not know. Because if there was ever a personal appearance and I was, oh my God, Jennifer Horton, I would know as a black trans woman, she doesn't support me. So just to let you know that. Then you have uh, Shane Dawson, a YouTube star who I really have no idea who he is, sexualizing Willow Smith when she was 11 years old and when she came out with that song, Whip Your Hair Back and Forth. He said sexual things about her when she was 11. And he's appeared in blackface and said the N-word on his YouTube. Cancel him cancel him. We don't need those producing material. And Shane, I understand that you have an apology video out there. I do not accept it. For all this time, you have known that that's unacceptable behavior. Willow is damn near grown. You didn't apologize when it happened. You only apologize now because someone caught you. I do not accept your apology. Hashtag cancel Shane Dawson. And I also want to say cancel the fuck out of Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star went on a rant last year saying how James Charles is disgusting and he tries to force straight men to have sex with him and says all kinds of sexual things about uh, straight men and when they don't like him back, James gets angry and stuff. Yet in 2010, when Justin Bieber was 16 years old, Jeffree Star asked, how big do you think Justin Penis is? Justin Bieber's penis is. Who the fuck? You are in your 20s and you care about someone's 16-year-old penis? Ew. That perpetuates the stereotype that gay men are pedophiles. And that's something that needs to stop. Gay men aren't pedophiles. 
Apparently, just Jeffree Star. Gross. Cancel him. Gross. What is wrong with people? And just for the record, if a guy did that, like, I distinctly remember, I don't remember who did it, but some guy put out a countdown, a countdown clock online, like right when um, um, the internet was starting to be a thing. They put up a countdown of when the Olsen twins were going to turn 18. Fucking creepy. I thought that was disgusting. So even in the reverse, it's gross, Jeffrey. It's not just targeting you as a gay man. Gross. Um, I also have to say the Karens are out in full force. I try, let me tell you something. I don't argue with people on, on social media. I try to explain things to them. Not because I'm stupid. Not because I think my point of view is wrong and their point of view, or my point of view is right and theirs is wrong. But when it comes to racism, there is no right or wrong. There is no gray area. Racism is racism is racism. Someone um, put up a post about Leah Michelle and how she being pregnant. Oh my God, put a shirt on. Sorry, my my nephew just came down without a shirt, and I'm like, what the hell? Um, they put up a post about Leah Michelle and her pregnant belly, and oh, how sweet. I don't care. She's still a racist. Um, why I say she's a racist is because she was saying awful things mostly about people of color. There's about two people that did speak out saying how awful she was that were white, but it was mostly people of color. So um, I tried to explain to this woman that what racism was and she wasn't getting it. So dear Karen, stop defending racism. Please, it's weird. And perpetuate racism among our society. We need to stop doing that. We need, and she said that the person, because some, someone said to her, or someone said on the post, I'm paraphrasing, but they were saying something about, you're still racist, Leah, or something like that. So the person, the Karen, called her a bully. Let me tell you something. Calling out a, a racist is calling out a racist. That's not bullying. Telling people, oh, if I had that wig, I would shit on it, is bullying. When you don't know that person and you say something that awful and you're not joking, that's bullying. The, the Karen tried to say that well, maybe she's changed. You know, people change all the time. Really? Because if you Google Samantha Marie Ware, and the only thing you're going to see is her complaint against 
Leah. You're not going to see where Leah sat down with her and, and apologized. Leah has, again, just like the Shane Dawson thing, Leah has known she's been evil and racist for a very long time. And everybody else has known around her. She only is making a point to address it now because someone's bringing it up. She doesn't, she's not doing it on her own accord. Having said that, people, calm the fuck down. Lady Antebellum changing their name to Lady A. First of all, I will be 100% honest. I was ignorant up until recently as to what Antebellum meant. I did not that the group Lady Antebellum was promoting slavery because antebellum is the period between um, the period when slavery was legal. But when you take your name and change it, shorten it to Lady A, the A still stands for antebellum. So if you're going to come out and say this is racist and we're changing our name and you only shorten it, don't. <laughs> Either don't change your name at all or change your name completely. Because you just half-assed it. The Dixie Chicks are now just the Chicks. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounded funny when I said it. I just... Mm, I, mm, <laughs> um, yeah, calm down, people, calm down. I will say thank you to Tina Fey for telling NBC and Universal to remove the episode, the entire episode, any episode, actually, where... Any character on 30 Rock, a show she produced, had blackface, made fun of blackface. Um, why comedians think it's funny to be racist and then apologize years later is totally beyond me. I will never understand that. They'll use yellow face, meaning they'll pretend to be Asian. They'll use brown face where they tend to be Native American or Hispanic. And they'll use black face when they tend, um, when they show, uh, where they pretend to be, sorry, um, black. But then they'll do it in the moment and they'll think it's a funny skit. And then years later, they'll apologize for it. How about you don't do those skits anymore? How about you not use being another race as something that's funny. It's not funny to be another race. It's not. Stop it. Stop being stupid. Oh, it drives me nuts. Stop doing things you have to apologize years later for. How about we start there? The joke isn't so funny if you're making fun or putting down an entire group of people. Think of another joke. That's all I'm saying. 
So, fortunately, I'm going to have to report another transgender murder. 17-year-old Rayla Stone was found dead in a car. Um, trans victims are getting younger. Um, no suspect has been arrested. We don't know what happened. For like a couple weeks, there were no transgender murders during quarantine. Now, we're back to where we were. To where we were before quarantine. Um, A non-transgender black woman named Sophia Satchel got into an argument over her food at a restaurant in Miami Gardens, Florida. Of course the manager called the police because what do you do when you get into an argument with a black person? You call the police. The police, and I saw the video, I was stunned, reached into her car to unlock her door, opened her car door, pulled her out of her seat, tased her stomach twice. Guess what? She was pregnant. Whether or not the tasing killed the baby, reports haven't said that, but she was weeks pregnant. Why are you even tasing someone in the stomach? Why are you ripping someone out their car over something nonviolent? What happened was she is a cop and he told her to do something and she didn't do it, so he got pissed. This man should not have a taser. This man should not have a gun. This man should not be in law enforcement. He has been fired. And charges have been filed against him as well. So here's what happened. Police force fired him. Miami-Dade District Attorney filed charges against him for excessive force. His attorney said, oh, those charges are fraudulent. Um, They're just charging him that way because it's an election year for the state attorney. Excuse me, did you see the video? This woman's like 100 pounds at most. Two cops had their, she was on her back, and one cop had his knee on her neck facing forward, crushing her windpipe. Then he tased her in the stomach twice while another cop held her down. If that's not the definition of excessive force, I'm not sure what definition his lawyer's looking at. Because this was a clear, clear cut case of excessive force. Clear cut. Cops. My cousin is a cop. Please. 
I know that not all cops are bad. I get that. But the bad ones are bad. And they need to be stopped. I don't care if they've been getting away for it for years. Now's the time for them to not be getting away for it anymore. Dear good cops, if you see something, say something, do something. People are dying because you're too afraid to do something. I watched Private Ryan with my nephew. In Private Ryan, there was a guy who was so scared to go up the stairs and help his fellow army, oh, what is it called? Soldier, I don't know. He was too scared to go up there. The guy died. The guy was killed by a German. Don't be afraid to stand up. Yes, I know it was in the reverse. He could have helped save his fellow army buddy, but let the fear go. I personally, on my job, if I'm doing something wrong, my coworker tells me, hey, I'm not trying to be a bitch or anything, but I saw this and I want to help you correct it. Okay, cool. Teach me. Teach me how to do it the right way. I'll let you know why I did it this way because I need things explained to me. I don't like when people say, okay, this is the wrong way. Do it my way. I want to understand why I'm doing it your way. So I'm going to tell you, okay, I did it this way because of A, B, and C. And then you can tell me, yeah, A doesn't make sense, B does make sense, and C does make sense. So A is where you're having an issue. Let's correct A. That would be perfect. If you see another cop, good cops, I'm still talking to you. If you see another cop with his neck on someone, tell him to get off. I understand it's going to make the situation look weird in front of the suspect. No, dude, we don't do that. There's a way to say it. I don't want you to get in trouble. Don't do that. He gets his knee off the neck. Ma'am, sir, can you just please cooperate so this can go smoothly? Don't tase them. Don't shoot them. But this is exactly why I feel because I have a feeling good cops and bad cops won't change. Good cops won't say anything. Bad cops will keep doing bad stuff. So you know what? I am 100% for defunding the police. Not dismantling, defunding. We do need police. So from my point of view with defunding, I want to see medical professionals go to the scene of a non-domestic dispute. Maybe call them medical officers or mental health officers or whatever. They're trained in the police academy to be nonviolent and to help in nonviolent situations. If they feel that the situation is becoming violent, so they go to a domestic dispute, two people are arguing, one person goes and gets the kitchen knife, that's when you call the cops. 
That's when you, as a mental health officer, call the cops. Call the police. Then both sides are lethal at this point. But calling a cop with a gun to go to a non-violent domestic dispute is asking for someone to die. We need to change the entire way we have law enforcement. You can't train a cop in six months on everything from de-escalating a violent situation to getting a peanut butter jar off of a raccoon. That shouldn't be the cop's job to get peanut butter jar off of a raccoon's face. That should be animal control. So the 911 dispatcher should call animal control. I saw a video in Holyoke, Mass, where cops were standing around while a bear was a live black bear was trying to climb over a fence. Why are cops there? Where the fuck is animal control? Cops should not be going to that call. And this is what I mean by defunding the police. Have cops go to violent, life-threatening situations only. That's what they should be trained on. Obviously, they need training in that area as well. Identify yourself. Knock before you enter. Have a warrant. Don't put people in a chokehold. Don't put people, your, your neck on people's back or your foot on people's neck and whatnot. Try to physically restrain first. And if that's not working, then you got to do what you got to do. You see someone with a knife, a knife, what's he going to do? The chances of him throwing it and hitting one of the cops, (laughs) why not hit him with a rubber billet or a taser? Like shifting the way you do things so that at the end of the day, even in a violent situation, everybody gets out because it's not equal. How did they subdue the man who went into Colorado movie theater and shot up the whole movie theater, including shooting at a baby? How did they subdue him and get him physically out without harming him and yet they're tasing a pregnant woman. Take the same mentality to every single violent situation. This man had a gun, a machine gun, and he walked in and he shot people and he killed them. Other man walked into a church and killed 14 people. And guess what? He walked out, handcuffed, put in the back of a cruiser, they took him to Burger King, got him some food, and then he's in jail waiting his trial. How did that happen? And George Floyd is dead, over $20 counterfeit bill. Have it make sense to me. Put that same force that you put in arresting Dylan Roof, that church shooter, to George Floyd. The cop should have never been called to that nonviolent crime. He was not 
acting erratic. He was not forcefully telling the manager of the store, arguing and whatnot. He wasn't doing any of that. He was calm. Look where we're at, though. So, that's my rant. On to last two things of the show, which I like to end on. My Eva Mendes moment. So, I actually have two Eva Mendes moments. So, one, because of the Melissa Reeves situation... Uh, someone that I follow on Instagram, Jamie Giddens, who created, executive produced, had wrote uh, Ambitions on OWN, which only lasted one season, which I heard was phenomenal, and I'm going to have to binge very soon. Um, and it, they, people are saying it shouldn't have been canceled. He had suggested, like, so somebody put out a tweet about Melissa Reed, and then he put, where's Beth Chambers? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I tweeted Days of Our Lives. Beth Chambers would make a perfect Jennifer Horton. She's sweet, she's great, and she's she's a great person. And yeah, Beth Chambers is from Guiding Light. She played Beth. Uh, Beth, what was Beth's last name? Rain Spalding for many, many years, many decades, I should say. And I actually met her pre-transition. She was wonderful. So Beth saw my tweet because I tagged her. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing things right if you say that, you know. And, and she was very humble about it. And then I told her, you know, Beth, I actually met you pre-transition. And you were fabulous to me. You were as great as I thought you would be. And she wrote back to me. Great job living your authentic life. I mean, I want to, if they don't hire her to replace Melissa Reed, I'm just going to explode. What a sweet woman. What a sweet woman. If they wanted to do stunt casting, they could hire Grant Alexander to play Jack Devereaux and be done with it. Super couple right away. The chemistry between those two is phenomenal. Nothing against Matthew Ashford, but his chemistry with Melissa Reeves is electric. I don't know if he would have the same chemistry with Beth Chambers. So why not just put Grant in there and give Grant some directing credit so that he can direct as well while he's on the show? Boom. You're welcome, Dave. You're welcome. Just got some writing. So that was my number one Eva Mendes moment. My number two Eva Mendes moment now, you're going to have to bear with me because this person is non-binary and uses they pronouns, and I never want to offend anybody, so I'm going to probably pause a little bit when I have to say a, a pronoun because my, my biggest struggle with saying they pronouns is I'm saying a plural pronoun for a singular person. But I understand that this person doesn't feel singular. They feel like plural. So non-binary means you identify as 
both male and female and neither male or female. They just feel like they, you know? Um, so, see, I can admit my shortcomings. Having said that, Nico Tortorella, you may know them from Screen 4 when I first saw them. When I first saw Nico, I was like, who is that hot, fucking sexy, hang on to legs? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I just thought that they were hot. I really did. Because, um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I got distracted by something. Um, they were a good actor. And, and there was a painful scene where Emma Roberts shot them in the dick. And I was like, what the hell? That's disgusting. And... Ooh, that was just gross. And they were so beautiful. And their reaction to being shot in the dick, I, I really thought they were shot in the dick because they were like, Wah! like, just, oh, my God. So, anyway. So, then I started watching Younger on TV Land. And I was obsessed. So cute, so just sweet, boy next door, so I thought. But isn't a boy next door? Not at all. I was floored when they came out as fluid. Nobody had come out as fluid, except for maybe Boy George. But Boy George was already in the gay spectrum, so no one was shocked by it. But this was someone who was perceived to be cisgender heterosexual and came out as fluid sexually and physically. Holy mother of God. I was shocked and in love. So when I found out, excuse me, this week about Selena Reyes Hernandez. For some reason, I mean, I knew about it before, but for some reason this week I was really depressed about it. And when was it? Wednesday? Wednesday. I went on Nico's Instagram live, hit request live chat, and they didn't request me. It was fine. I was like, okay, fine. Then on Thursday, I felt a lot better. And I did it again. And they requested me. And we talked for like 15 minutes. And they were so nice. And I was so nice. I was how I was, how I should have been with the Property Brother. And I was just like, you could have been my husband. And they laughed. And, you know, it was just a great conversation. At the end of the conversation, they said, why don't you shoot DM me? Because I was for, I actually promoted myself, guys, which, you know, I have a problem doing. 
they asked me what I do for work. And I said, oh, I work from home and a utility company, but on the side, I wrote two books. I have a podcast. I'm trying to get into acting. Um, right now I'm producing or consulting on a couple projects. And they were like, send me the link to your book. Send me the link to your podcast. So I did. Let me tell you something. Since Thursday, my book has been temporarily unavailable for paperback. What that means, and I dug into it because it's never done that before. What that means is Amazon gets a certain amount in their warehouse that they ship out. So let's say they order 100 copies from my um, publisher of my book. If 100 copies are ordered online, then they have to replenish the stock. Ciao. Since Thursday, it has been out of stock. And let me tell you, it was available Friday morning, and then it went out of stock again by Friday afternoon. What? All that happened was Nico posted to their Instagram about my book and about my podcast. Who knows? Maybe my podcast is going to blow up. I hope so. Wow. I was shocked. I still am. So I won't know until the end of the month exactly how many books I've sold. My publisher doesn't refresh that until the end of the month. So June 30th, actually August, or August, July 1st, I'll see the reports of how many books were sold on what day. But it refreshes every 30th of the month. So I'm like chomping at the bit. I'm like, oh, my gosh, July is going to be an amazing month for me. Um, yeah. Love you, Nico. Don't worry, Beth Myers. Bethany, sorry. I keep calling her Beth. I don't know why. Bethany Myers, Nico's spouse. I love you, too. Um, so jealous of you, but I love you. Wicked jealous of you. But you get to lie next to that creature. Mm. Um, yeah. So, those are my two Eva Mendes moments. And I would like to give a shout out to... <laughs> It happened again. Um, the same day that I talked to Nico, I did another live IG with Colin Egglesfield. And I want to give him a shout out because he is an amazing sport. The time that we talked on IG, it got cut off because we were... We went too long. IG um, live videos only last for 60 minutes, and we were talking well over that. He talked to two other people, so I was the third person. And right when he called me, he's like, hi, Emmy. We got cut off before. I'm like, oh, it's just my husband calling. And he was such a good sport. I kept calling him my husband, and he called me his wife, and he was such a good sport. And I just wanted to give him a shout-out for being so sweet 
And I do apologize. I, I could not find your seminar anywhere. I was looking for it. I thought it was a room on IG. My husband ordered me to go. And he was like, you are my wife. I order you to go to my seminar. And I couldn't find it to save my life. I was looking everywhere. I'm sorry. Don't divorce me. I love you. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, when I was on Nico's live IG, I wondered, like, how that, why is it my book selling out? How many people were actually watching? I went back and looked at the feed. Child, it was over 5,000 people. So if every one of those persons, even if 1% of those people bought my book, holy shit. Again, I'll find out July 1st, but I just want to say a quick happy birthday to my nephew, Tyler. Um, he turns 12 on Tuesday. Mwah. Happy birthday, Tyler. I love you. And I hope you have an amazing birthday. He's going to be in Western Mass while I'll be in um, Boston. But I did get him a birthday card yesterday, and I gave it to him. He's not opening it until his birthday, but... Happy birthday, Ty. Love you. That's all I have. I'm going to go watch The Mandalorian with my nephew. Everyone have an amazing, amazing Sunday. If you want to follow Nico or Colin, search their names on Instagram. And Beth Chamberlain, if you might want to have your own Eva Mendes moment with her because clearly she checked her her Twitter. Um, if you you can find her at Beth underscore Chamberlain on Twitter. Very active. Love this woman. Oh my God, I love her so much. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sticking with me. I appreciate you. I love you. And I hope, again, that you have an amazing, amazing Sunday. Bye, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus